On the tee from the United States of America, the Back Nine Bros, starting in three, two, one. All right. Well, you guys probably don't remember who I am. <laughs> well, I'm back, bro. Um, this is the Back Nine Bros podcast coming to you on so many different platforms. Uh, we're on uh, every, pretty much every podcasting platform there is, um, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Now, coming to you not live, but previously recorded on YouTube. Um, I don't really need to go into who's here because everyone can just see it. We got Pole, uh, we got Drewby, and uh, we got Bobo um, here to talk about golf, everything we like to talk about. Um, fortunately, no special guests for this occurrence, but we've been pumping them out fire. Um, and we're going to keep on pumping them out because that's just what we do. Just pump them, pump them, pump them, keep on pumping. But um I feel like a rookie, guys. Um, anybody else want to start this off? I feel well, like you're tough. a big pumper these days, aren't you? Um, yeah, dude, pumping left and right, like pumping up a bike. But um, I'll let you guys ride that bike because I feel lost. All right. Well, yeah, we just came off a great chat with our boy Scotty Gachevsky last night. Unfortunately for Drewby, had to miss another one the third time. Uh, Drewby was flying overseas no you where were you going you were coming from uh where, charlotte north carolina to florida all right yeah. so not too far but um oh, sad to see him not be able to make it but uh yeah that's on the pitches maybe we'll have, have him on again and then i'll make sure to be on that all right fourth time's a charm that's what we like to hear tom <laughs> kim defending drewby i know you didn't watch it but I mean, still, it's pretty I good showing. All along, I'm not surprised. Loves the golf course. Um, I once Eric Cole uh, shot what he shot. I knew that um, it wasn't going to be enough. So yeah, and yeah, it was. I'm not surprised. Plays the golf course real well. Probably one of the best, if not the best, player in that field going into it. So I mean, put it together. Makes a bunch of putts, consistent, hit some great iron shots. I know the one that was that they got on uh on Mike with uh great call to to Joe Scobber and to his caddy. He's like if that if that goes near it, it's like the greatest call of all time. That was a funny one. But yeah, it was cool. I mean, good for him. Another wouldn't be surprised if he went to major soon. The kid is just so good, so incredible. How old was he? Is he even twenty two yet? Is he twenty one? I think he's twenty one. Jesus, 21 defending. Three wins, title. yeah. Back years, that's crazy impressive. Youngest ever to defend his title, I believe. Probably. Um, yeah, that's wild. If you, if you don't count Saul, Saul's a title defender. I don't even know what that means, and I'm just lucky to not be in the crossfire here when you're saying that Truby was missing a, f- a few uh, interviews there where it's three in a row. I'm happy no one's keeping score for me at this point, but I mean <laughs> – when, when you're looking at the tournaments nowadays, um, I mean, I, it, it's just a struggle for me to watch golf right now. I'll be completely honest. Um, after that devastating, I know I wasn't on for it, but the recap of the Ryder Cup, um, I just like am anti-watching golf for the next couple of weeks. Um, but with that being said, though, um, there's still a lot of great golf to be played. And um uh, to kind of defend your title like that it's always impressive and um going forward i mean what a way to start out the year right 
um, getting your name atop the FedEx Cup points right away and keep your name in people's mouths and having them talk about you is always important. But I digress. So sorry to interrupt there and interject. Another thing before before the bow gives his thoughts, because his thoughts are most important. The thing that stood out to me a lot looking at this leaderboard again, Canadian golf is so good. Adam Hadwin, yeah. Pendrith, Nick Taylor, all like Nick Taylor T13, but all pretty much within the top 10. Those three are so good. Like Hughes. I mean, yeah, the Canadian golf is like impressive. It's crazy. That's just the right. Adam Svensson. Before Bobo, before Bobo, real quick. Do you think that Canadian golf is so good because there's a limited amount of them on tour and we're not really seeing like the juniors phases and like who misses it? Like you're only really seeing the big names up there for Canadian golf. Like yeah, me, but- I'm not a big fan of Canada. I'll <laughs> say. Um, but I do think that. I mean, it's probably perspective, right? But I mean, I'm not disputing the fact that they're all good. I'll shut up. I'll let all you guys go on. Well, the the few that there are on tour are always a they're solid. Yeah, week in and week out, they're solid. But um, I know I saw Bobo about to unmute there, so I'll shut up. Yeah, I have barely anything to say. I watched one hole of the Shriders. It was Lexi's final hole on Friday when I was thinking maybe she had a chance to make the cut. So, well done, Tom Kim. But yeah, I really have no positives to add to this conversation yeah once again you guys all went against me i said i'm hammering the mc line you guys are like nah she's making the cut okay okay there's a difference though okay you're like she's gonna shoot 80 she's i didn't say that go listen back to the episode i just said mc okay well i know what you were thinking but I was I mean, thinking like a plus three, plus four, and what was she plus two? What she did what she did? I mean, I totally. She played well. That was this. She was so impressive. Yeah. My God, driving the green on the second day on the drivable hole, I yeah. was just extremely impressed with her play. I mean, out driving Kevin Roy. <laughs> yeah, she Wait. hits the. Timeout. Idiot question here. Was it like a like co-ed tournament? No, I mean she just got a sponsor's exemption. Where, where have you been? <laughs> Wait, the Shriners, dude. I, I'm, yeah. I, I've been working. Sorry, I I don't pay that much attention. I thought you're. We just went from talking about like Tomkin and I. I dude, I'm lost. Sorry, apologies. Yeah, so, yeah. how many? How much? How many hours of sleep are you running on these days? Not a lot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll shut up. Fuck. Sponsors exemption, quite the performance. Very impressive, even though she missed the cut by a couple. I mean, very, very impressive. I remember on her first hole watching it live, um, she drove it in the bunker, and the bunker shot, the fairway bunker shot she hit was just like incredible. I, th- I thought, I thought the course also was set up well for her. A lot of people were worried about if she drove it in the rough and all that, but I thought the fact that it's a very dry golf course, the fact that she could get her putter on a lot of shots around the green was definitely very helpful because we know her chipping is sometimes a struggle. So that was something that I didn't even think of going into it. And I thought that that definitely helped her out a lot. Yeah. The distance I didn't think was going to be an issue. Cause like you said, it was so firm and she was going to, it was just going to run. She hits it far as it is. She probably averages on LPGA, probably 280, 285. So, I mean, you put that in firm conditions, it's running out to 300. So yeah, I mean, solid performance overall. Went two over, two under, um, and it could have been lower the third round, uh, the second round. Um, but you know, a couple of missed putts, and you know, poor bogey on what was the last par three she played. But 
Yeah, overall, I mean, I think she was pleased, you know, given the fact she beat a lot of top top guys out there in the PGA Tour. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I wish, so I wish. you look, so you look confused. You're, I think, I think Saul is just so like in shock right now. Oh, he's sideways. Lexi played the PGA Tour event. Look, I'm I'm just trying to figure that out right now, right? Because I obviously don't pay the best of attention. Um, I'll be honest. And when I was doing my research before, um, I did not expect to hear Lexi's name. And when I look at the LPGA events, I see the LPGA Shanghai BMW Ladies Open, talking to Lexi here in the Shriners, was a little confused, caught off guard. I just I just can't take you seriously right now because you're sideways. But I, I mean, I feel like I'm eating corn on the cob right now. What's going on? What do you mean corn on the cob? Like oh. horizontal. Oh. oh, sorry. I'm on my mobile, and I was just trying to look at something. Happens. Anyways, another thing that makes it even more impressive, because I felt like that was a bigger storyline than Tom Kim defending. I mean, let's not take away from that. But obviously, that was the big storyline going into it. The fact that she wasn't even playing well going into it. we uh, Let's yeah. be real. Everyone, everyone thought it was going to be a struggle because she's played like crap on the LPGA Tour this year. And I'm sure she would agree if you asked her. So, I mean, that that makes it even more impressive to me. All the, all the things for me, she defied expectations. She defied what I thought she would do. I know I said she'd make the cup, but realistically, I... I kind of, I kind of rethought that in the sense that that's that's a little a lot to ask for considering how she was playing. But I was beyond impressed with her play, and I think that she should either tee it up again there next year or another course that's similar, like dried out like that, where she can get her putter on a lot of shots around the green. I think she can make a cut eventually if she keeps teeing it up. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I mean, put her out at like PJ West, she's got a chance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. But moving on to Zozo, um, it already started, guys. <laughs> I mean, we're a little behind the eight ball here, but uh, we're not going to look at the board. Don't worry. Um, but, yeah, great field this week. You know, Ricky Fowler back playing. You know, I just want to say I can't wait to see Ricky Fowler back in the winter circle, man. Even though he got one this past year, I just – I know that he's going to be get – get back inside the top 20 in the world. I just, I know it. I know it. Once he gets like a big win, like not saying like a major, but like maybe like a farmers or something. I know it. Ricky Fowler is coming back. I know Drewby likes to hear that. Oh, no, I, I agree with you very much. I think his swing's looking better than it ever has. I just think that to me, I don't really care if he wins the farmers. I don't really care if he wins an elevated event. I just think he needs a major. I, I, I think that I know his game's back, but I, I think his game's back to the point where if he could win, the next step should be a major. I mean, it's what he's he been may never for. win one. I mean, that's just the reality. He may never win it. Well, I, to me, that that's 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 always been what's left, and that's what the I mean, that should obviously be the goal. But sure, it would be great to win an elevated event. But to me, him being back is if he wins a major. I mean, that's that's if he wins a major and he's the top ten player in the world as he should be with how good his ball striking is and with how good the putter is, the new putter, I, I, I'm i looking for a major. So if he wins three times non-major, 
That's we this year. You didn't say that. You said elevated. No, no, but I'm just saying in general. Like if he wins three events this year, it's a great, it's a great year, but it's not a major. He's always been searching for the major. That's always been the wow. thing that people judge him for. So I mean, that's that's what he needs. Bobo, what do you asks think? from Drewby here? What do you? I think? would love to see Ricky come back. I mean, I don't. I think three wins. I know you didn't say it, but I think three wins is what you know crazily ambitious yeah that's him. not happening but <laughs> um but i could see him scrapping out a major here or there i mean he got close at lacc and he ended up playing better throughout the rest of the summer after that went on to win the raga mortgage so he could i don't think he's gonna he's playing this week at zozo yeah. yeah yeah i don't think he's gonna do anything this week no offense to ricky just not quite feeling him feeling more of like a jj spawn kind of week um potentially will gordon but we'll get to that later. But, yeah, I mean, Ricky, he's in a good spot. He made the Ryder Cup. I know he didn't play all that much at the Ryder Cup, but he's got to have some confidence being around those guys who are all top 20 in the world. So um, I, if I had to make a prediction for next season with a gun to my head, I would say that he doesn't win. But I think he'll have quite a few top 10s, quite a few top 20s like he did last year. And it's not like he's going to fall out of form again like he did a few years back. I just think we're to the point. We're to the point where he was good. He was bad for a couple of years. He had his swing change last year. It was kind of the first year being comfortable with it. This year, it's fully comfortable. He has a new putter. He's comfortable with the putter. He's got the swing. He's comfortable with the swing. So I, there's no excuses to not at least win at least one more. I know a regular tournament would be great, but I, I think he should be up there and like the the Open Championship or even the Masters, always seems to play well at the Masters when he's playing good throughout the year. So, yeah, I, yeah, uh, I couldn't agree more. I saw somewhere that uh, some about all the live guys soon not being able to play in some of the majors because their exemptions are up. Like Patty Reed, for example, is I think only in the Masters this year unless he were to qualify for the U.S. Open and the others, and I'm sure that's the same for quite a few other guys. So, um. Ricky's kind of lucky. I mean, I think he, with how he played last year, he would have made all the majors because I know he missed out a couple years back. But, you know, with a lot of these live guys dropping out, it certainly gives him some more opportunity to come up the ranks and, you know, contend in some of these majors where guys aren't going to be playing. Credit to him, too, because he could have easily just taken the money and gone to live. I mean, with how his career was going and with how his swing was, he could have easily just thrown in the towel and just taken the money. So I think credit. I um I think JT and Jordan would have been salty about that though. I think they yeah, would have been disappointed no, that, that, in that. Um so I think that was I mean, I just don't think that's Ricky though. I mean yeah, I, I, yeah. From the beginning, um when they had the the playoff event down in Maryland. Um, not this year, but the year prior when everyone was kind of jumping ship to live uh, and people in the PJ tour is trying to defend their position um, and fortify it by retaining players um, who is with Tiger Woods going to that players only meeting, um, flying into Delaware uh, and driving down. It was Ricky Fowler. So I think Ricky has realized how good the PJ tour has been to him over the years um, and has kind of hitched his wagon um, with the PJ tour and, the people that he stands closely to so like tiger Woods. so i mean it does make sense for a guy like him when he's not performing well hey let me just take this guaranteed money and um kind of uh, solidify my financial future but at the same time um 
you can tell that he's totally a loyal guy to his friends and his the other guys on tour and stands for what he believes in. And I, I think that makes him even more respectable as a player, someone that you can identify with as a loyal, respectable person. Well said by Mr. Saul. Couldn't agree more. Um, what do we think from this week? I mean, I think you know who's looking, looking hot before. Sahith, yeah, I was thinking him. I was thinking him for a dark lock top ten. Before yeah. uh, before we get into Zozo, I just wanted to say I had the chance to. I watched one of my friends, but I went to first stage of Corn Ferry Q School today at a local course at, at the Falls in Boynton Beach. Um, just watching a bunch of guys and just, I mean, I know this is like obvious, but it's incredible how many good players there are, are coming up out of college. I'm sure Cole experiences it firsthand playing the college golf that he plays. Like the amount of competition level, how it's just gone up and how the PGA Tour has done a lot to support it with PGA Tour U and stuff like that. I just think we have a lot to look forward to on the PGA Tour with how many talented players there are coming up. I know that's totally random, but it was just something I saw today just watching uh, first stage Q school. And the fact that that's only first stage and the leaders like 11 under through two rounds. I mean, these, these kids are just so good at golf. And I just think we're in a great state. I know a lot of people are complaining and still worried about all the guys we lost to live but i just think the the younger generation we're just in such a good state in the game of golf right now especially the pga tour i know that's random as hell but that's just something i observed no it's not random also though speaking of gordon Sargent got his yep that's what i was gonna say through like uh, pga accelerated the pga tour you today so i mean it's unbelievable he's my age junior in college and he could go to the pga tour as, as you know right when the next season starts so pretty cool to see especially for somebody the same age as me it's very possible it's, there you go just, bobo start fucking prepping up it's just a great, yeah, it's just a great get your 20 points while you can it's a great platform too i mean the top 30 kids it, it's just a great concept think about it they deserve it so many other the whole pj tour you concept is just fabulous think about you go to the nhl or the nba or the nfl out of college you get drafted you enter the draft pj tour it, it's it's an unfair concept for the fact that the kid is the number one player in college and some random kid off the streets who wants to play they both start at the same level you should get credit for the play that you have in college and that's what they're doing and i love how it's not just top schools there are kids at FGCU and smaller schools that are in those rankings too. Nick Gabrelsic is an example, a great player out of Florida. So, I mean, I, I think the game's in a, in a great place. And I think the PGA Tour is doing a great job with that when it comes to allowing kids like that to get status on the Corn Fed or even the PGA Tour. Fred Biondi, another perfect you Florida, man. They're good at golf, man. What can I say? Yeah, you guys have like a silver spoon in your mouth when it comes to golf. You can play all year round. It's BS. <laughs> so, when was like the last time you teed it up? <laughs> And this isn't a podcast about me. You want this thing to go downhill and everyone to stop watching, I'll talk. But you guys keep on going. So you're on the just fine, man. You're doing well for yourself. Nah. I'm just looking at the PGA Tour U, though, standings right now um, as of this week. And, yeah, going off what Drewby said, um, it's not just like Stanford, um, like Alabama, Oklahoma, Texas. East Tennessee State University. How is it? This guy's in 18th. Like, sorry, never heard of your school. No offense. But I mean, I didn't think of them having a super strong and uh, accomplished golf program. Um, And then some of these other like Mercer University. 
Where the is whole, that? Haven't you played against them, Bobo? Mercer? I feel like yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, no, we have. We've Georgia. run into them a couple times. Is that in Georgia, Cole? Am I right? Uh, I actually don't know. Let me. Yeah, it is. Macon, Georgia. But the whole concept, how it's all connected is great, too. Think about the transfer portal, the fact NIL, all that stuff. A kid can start at a school like East Tennessee State University and transfer to a bigger school. Through that, he can play well in those tournaments and get, and gather more points to PGA Tour U because they get more points at the higher-rated events that they play. It's just all in all, in all it's just a great concept, and it's, it's something that's just going to only continue to make the PGA Tour better and continue to feature better players. So besides the whole people being worried about live and – and losing guys to that, I think we're in a great spot in professional golf, especially on the PJ Tour. Yeah, I feel bad for James Pyatt, though. He's going to lose uh, his list status. He's going to go play Asia Tour. Can't come to PJ Tour. Going to get relegated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His career could be over, man. Yeah. Hey, he, he, made, he made a lot of money. I'm, I'm, I know his career could be over, but he, he made a lot of money. So, um, anyway. Yeah. Maybe I'll dial him up for some lessons later on when he's back teaching at a club. So you could use him. It's like, all right, you know what? Forget it. You don't want to go into your, your personal golf game. We won't go down that road. No, I mean, you can go down that road, but there's not much to talk about. I don't think we want to know when was the last time you teed it up. Last time I teed it up. Uh, December of oh wait no, I was just referencing the other guys where it's like when's your last S pop? Now probably like mid August. Shark River. You know it. Um, but yeah, I think can we just touch on the whole live thing real quick? Um, yeah. how like it's disgusting how Phil Mickelson still like gets the spotlight with everything that he says like related to golf. It's kind of like disgusting. He always will. He's Phil Mickelson. I have actually a story to share that I forgot to tell all of you. So I was, uh, no names will be mentioned here, but Phil Mickelson out 2010 Barclays at Ridgewood. Um, friend of mine or a acquaintance. He was with his four-year-old son at the time, followed Phil's whole round. And, uh, the son went up to Phil after his round as he was walking off the 18th green saying, can I get an autograph, Phil? And Phil goes up into his father, the father's face and says, can't you see I'm fucking working here and walks away. That's the kind of guy he is. But that's just what a jerk. I, I have no idea what to think of Phil. Like one day it seems like he's great. And the next day. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like, I've said it from day one. Tough to, uh, it's tough to come to a definitive conclusion. That's for sure. It's just it's impossible to defend him. It's impossible. You said it, you said it from day one, even when he was dominating on the PGA Tour. No, said- see, I used to like Phil back like in two thousand like four or something because I was lefty because I'm lefty. Or you were like, like you know, I was five. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't I mean, even but <laughs> and then I realized oh, it was kind I could of barely a huge open my bag. eyes. You could barely open your eyes. I, I, was like, well, I was a little chicken nugget walking around. Matt was like reading. Oh, you, yeah, you that were was, you were barely bored. Matt yeah. was watching. Matt was getting up at 3 a.m. watching Luke Donald full rounds with his <laughs> Exactly. I'm watching the the Malaysia Bank Open. 
you know that's where the addiction started absolutely no um but yeah phil definition of a douchebag uh, we're not holding back here on this podcast boys no holding back did he do something recently that i missed like why is he coming back into this conversation they, had, they have the live final event of the year at doral and they had a press conference today and phil had mentioned something about um live like becoming stronger so i didn't read the exact details but i saw there was something that came out today yeah God. talk anyway. about just ruining the game man <laughs> zozo let's get it yeah. started i mean i got my winner but i guess we got to start dfl i'm going uh kita nakijima god isn't he his home country yeah <laughs> Wait, he was the number one amateur in the world. Was yeah. he? Yeah, he was yeah. a stud. Uh, he's tailor-made. He's a beast. I'm still going DFL. Boys, okay. I got apologies about that, but I'll catch you guys in the next one. Sorry about that. Give All us right, your winner. So... winner. Winner, real quick. Uh, what was that? Give us your winner, real quick. Uh, So my winner is going to be David Lingmurth. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Going out yeah. with a bang. long leg, short torso winner. Bang. Wow. Okay. All right. So we'll catch you on the next one. Later, boys. Um, I'll go. Little, I'll go. Little does Soul know. Little does Soul know because this tournament's already started. We're not looking at the leaderboard, but David Lingworth is like in second. So that's a pretty good pick. Well, he probably saw that. He probably <laughs> looked at probably, yeah. <laughs> that. That would be the epitome of a soul move. Also, are there like 50 players in this field? It looks tiny. It's like, I think, 80 or something. Yeah. He's way smaller than that. Maybe 75. I don't know. Probably 75. I'll go I'll go safe with my DFL. Give me uh, Ishikawa, Rio Ishikawa. All right. Guy who just, like, doesn't have Who you got, Bubba? I'm just counting how many players. I think 75 is right. Yes, uh, DFL? Yes, sir. I'm going to go uh, Davis Riley. Wow. Kind of crazy because he's really good, but I haven't heard Holy his name. Shit. He was going to be my dark horse, and he still is. <laughs> right. Yeah. We'll see. You have a much better chance of pulling this off than I do, but I guess we'll see. Um, are we going into dark horse after you said that? Well, he's my dark horse, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll take Trevor Ware below. Dark horse. Okay. Like solid. Like he played solid last week. I could be wrong. I, yeah, he was, you're right. He was paired with Lexi and he was playing real well. So I'll take Trevor like real well. I don't even know if this guy's considered a dark horse anymore because he had a great year last year, but Justin Saw, really good player, up and comer. I like it. Um, my lock top ten is gonna be Sam Ryder. It's a safe pick. I mean, he's having a stellar past year, I'd say. Um, yeah, I think I think that's a safe one. My lock top 10, I'll take a guy who played well last week and who continues to maintain his tour card and continues to play well every once in a while, Alex Noren. I'll take yeah. that. He's a lock top yeah, 10. I like it. That guy hasn't hit a draw since 1941. Yeah, Dropping it in the slot. I like it. I'll take Adam Scott, lock top 10, silky smooth, classic. Just a beautiful yeah. 
a beautiful um manicure just like pristine golf course just screams adam scott i mean just everything about valley yeah i agree um my winner is going to be a man who typically plays well here at the zozo in keegan bradley i think he's really pissed that he got fucked in the Ryder cup not getting picked so i think he's gonna come out and just piss out the field i'll be back to back yeah defending uh give me eric cole i'm gonna keep picking him till he wins eric cole so we could be like just two years from now. So like, oh, I'm going. Oh, you it won't be because he's winning so soon, and you know. According to you, you think he could be winning a major. <laughs> if he wins his first tournament, he could win a major, hundred <laughs> percent. I like how we're at the point where two of of soul of Drew's four picks are just a given. It's gliggy. I mean, we don't even need to do two of them. I mean, you just have to do lock top ten and dark horse. So. Yeah. Well, actually, the DFL one. I mean, he's not in. He's not in the level. Uh, significant events, signature yeah. events. When Brian Harmon teases it, it, it could go either way too. I've got three options to choose from. Yeah, fair. Uh, Give me Becky for the win. Uh, yes, <laughs> let's Becky. go. I'm kind of picking the big dogs this week, so. Um, but I feel like he hasn't done anything in a while. Maybe going home to Japan will light the fire that he once had. Hey, by the way, the- good play in uh. In Espana for H2 Bell, right? I didn't even check. Did he play well? Yeah, uh, he didn't win, but I think he finished top 10. By his standards, he didn't play well. Yeah, for his standards, that's like a DFL. He's won that but, about um, three years straight or something. Remember the three with the Hideki hit a couple of years ago on 18? Uh, yes. Was that at the Sony? No, it was at the, and at the Sony. At the Zozo also, though. Oh, my God. He's good. Wasn't that wasn't, uh, wasn't of the bunker? Wasn't there one no, he hit out of the bunker? I thought it was in the fairway. I could uh, be wrong. No, no, you, there was one out of the fairway, but I'm, there's there was one out of the bunker on an 18th hole. I'm trying to remember something, where it was. Something about that guy in that bright yellow shirt on a Sunday. Oh, that's the, great. What's the best golf shot you guys have ever seen live on TV? Jeez, man. Okay. Tiger, open championship, fairway bunker shot. Was it 10 or 11? Yeah, yeah, best best shot I've ever seen. One fifty five eight iron. Yeah, oh my god, that was unbelievable. That lip was like seventeen high. Dude, I have no idea. <laughs> That's too tough a question. I Mine feel like might... there's like a best shot I've ever seen like once a month now. Yeah, uh, that's true. The best I mean, shot, the best shot I've ever seen on Instagram was a post by I think Boyd Summerhaves. Tony Finau hitting a slice like iron to lay up. It like sliced like 60 yards. It was the sickest thing I've ever seen. But yeah, that's just random. But yeah. I mean, honestly, like probably like a drive by Rory at some point. I mean, it's just what? I mean, yeah. some of those drives Rory hits are just like that's just majestic. Un- yeah, it's just incredible. I this is like Guys make this kind of putt every week, but Jordan's putt at Burkdale, like that 50-footer where he said, go get it to Growler, was pretty sick. Drewby, remember what JT Griffin told us? He said when we asked him what his best shot was, he said it was just like a mid-iron he hit to 30 feet. Yeah, when he just pured it right out the middle. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. I love that answer. (laughs) 
he's like, it's not that it's not that crazy of a shot, but there was this six iron I hit into the wind, and I and it did exactly what I wanted to do in the heart of the green. Like you said, he was under pressure, and I think the yeah. wind was going in a direction that he just hated, and he hit it right in the middle. It was a hard hole. Yeah, it's that's true. It's cool. I mean, just some of those tee shots were where he hits, dude. It's just I'd like it's unbeatable. Unbeatable. I think in person, I know we're running out of time here. I think in person, the coolest person to watch that I've watched, obviously Rory and stuff like that. But watching yeah. Sir, watching Sergio hit three woods, it's just so cool. I remember watching that at, at Honda when I was younger. And yeah. All just like rises. Oh my god, that's that's um, it swings wild. He just drops it like nobody's business. It almost hits his back leg. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what the best shot I've seen. Lot maybe in person. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, well, there's this guy named Luke Donald. I once saw. No, it's probably honestly no. I'll tell you what it was. This summer, Colorado Golf Club. Okay. And uh, first round of the United States Amateur. I know where this is going. <laughs> um, is this going to be William Love, eighth hole? No. Uh, all right. Then you got me. Let me hear it. Um, record somewhere. Yeah. There was the – was the I forget what hole. It's the par five where um, you made eagle. Oh, the drive, wow. the drive you hit on that hole. 15? Yeah. Makes, makes 15, so 15, yeah. Doesn't remember. He makes so many eagles. <laughs> yeah, I guess that was a pretty good drive. Thanks, man. I mean, that was I mean, that was the best shot I've seen in a long time. I don't know. I guess I'm not watching that great of golf in person as of late. <laughs> Mine might be uh Matt Polverino, first hole at Fairmount Country Club. He hit a bird once. On the <laughs> you weren't even there. there. Yeah, you FaceTimed me after the fact. <laughs> that, that was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen on a golf course. <laughs> I will for, say. For the people who are on uh on YouTube, I gotta find this picture because Matt FaceTimed me about a minute after and I took a screen. Let's just say if you're if you're squeamish, I wouldn't I wouldn't look, but oh there it is. The bird did not make it. The bird. Ruby, you want to tell them that you can't tell he's like crying. So funny. All the other birds circled around him. All the other birds were like ready to attack him. <laughs> no, they circled around their dead friend. Yeah, they're like, you killed our friend. What the hell is your problem? Uh but uh that's gonna do it for us this week. Oh, look at Bobo's name. He changed his name for us. Look at that. But uh yeah, we'll uh we've got a special guest coming for you again this weekend and yeah, we'll catch you in a few days. So until then, stay tuned.